Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. This is your host, Light, the Light Fingered Thief. And I'm joined by Logar. Hello, I am Logar, the dentally challenged barbarian. <laughs> well, I'm as you hear this episode, it'll be hopefully resolved <laughs> by the time you hear it. <laughs> hopefully, I have a, a dentist appointment in the morning, but I've been bad off. I've, I've got, I got some serious tooth stuff going on. I got a huge, giant bump on the side of my face right now from where it swelled up. It was infection. It looks, like uh, it looks like you're chewing tobacco right there. It does. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I have shame. <laughs> Hopefully the uh, dentist can get it fixed fixed tomorrow and then Logar can be back to his normal good looking self. <laughs> we'll do that. We'll do that. Hopefully everything goes well. Uh, we're looking at Dragon Mag number 42 today and probably for a while because there's a lot of good stuff in this issue. It's really an interesting issue to le- look at and read. It's from what October 1980. Yep. And we're looking on page seven right now. Demons, Devils and Spirits. On page six, there's this beautiful black and white drawing of Orcus. Orcus, yeah, that was pretty scary. <laughs> and uh, it is, I I can't tell you how much I love this this specific picture of Orcus. It's it's beautiful. It's it's a it's a it's a winner. Who, who who drew this one? Did it say? I don't know. I've seen this around the internet and other places. It says Todd Lockwood at the top. Okay, 1980. 1980, yeah. And it is just a brilliant picture of Orcus. I, I can't tell you how much I love this one. It's black and white, uh, lots of lots of depth to it. These skeletons beneath it and this poor naked woman and everything else going on. So it's got all kinds of interesting, horrible things. Orcus being the demon prince of the undead. Now, this is about demons, devils, and spirits by Tom Moldvay. Oh, the classic Tom Moldvay, who yep. did the BX series as well too well, i wanted to start off looking at the seraphs because the seraphs they actually explain i thought seraphs were angels but um i guess they could be here as well too <laughs> well that's that's where things get weird if you look at the bible the b-i-b-l-e the christian bible and some of the lore there angels are demons kind of just um, by the simple default fact that they are the fallen angels and all this stuff we're talking Old Testament, right? Old Testament, not not well, not, not New Testament, right? Well, I hear the first the seraph is in the Old Testament, and the seraph that's described in here, seraphs are a hominoid race, which lives in the elemental plane of fire. They appear as a seven foot tall, ruddy skinned individuals with bright red hair and pink irised eyes. It goes on to explain what they wear and everything, but I I figured I'd look at the Bible and see what that had to say. And the seraph is actually found in the book of Isaiah. So which version of the Bible are you looking at right now? So this is the ESV. I like the ESV. It's uh, the English standard version is a more modern translation. It's a, it's a good, it's a good translation of the Bible. If you're looking to have one to read through. And this actually is a Schofield study system, red letter edition. It's a decent little Bible. Um, I've no idea what you're talking about, but okay. <laughs> I know. So despite the fact that I am, you know, not really into like belief systems of magic and, and religions and stuff like that, I like to read about religious stuff. It's fascinating to me. So I have a, a few Bibles here and there and other religious texts, but I want to read through this because it just gives you a slight description of the seraph in here. And now the first the first verse in this doesn't really go that hot, that far into him of 
of, of uh, chapter six. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him stood the seraphim. Each had six wings. With two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one called to another, said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Uh, and then like the earth shakes and all that stuff. Then one of the seraphim flew, I'm fast forwarding a few verses. One of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a burning coal that he had taken with tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth and said, behold, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. So that's that's the reference there that I was able to find in scripture of this of this uh, this seraph in that's a Hebrew. I guess the seraphs is it comes from the Hebrew. Well, if it's Old Testament, that would be the Hebrew scriptures. Yeah. Since they came from, oh, so they there's a they're from like the plane of fire, according to this, and that kind of makes sense. What you're getting from the burning coal to the lips and all that powerful, powerful powerful uh dnd monster because it's got 10 hit dice and it's armor it's, class uh negative one <laughs> for like uh an a, a, a ascending there would probably be about an armor class of like a 19 or 20 depending on how I was you like version. Uh, maybe a 21 <laughs> it might be a 21 depending on, yeah so it's like it's a you're gonna have to have a lot of bonuses to take it out you're gonna have a hard time hitting it at level one it's it's a powerful, hard to hit, and a lot of a lot of hit points. Now, this is interesting because we're looking at D and D at a point in time, kind of before Satanic Panic set in, and really they started taking demons out. And this issue also has other things that are early on in, like like we'll look at another future episode. It's got stuff on the planes and stuff like that. And this is about seven years before the manual of the planes comes out as well. Yes. I mean, there's a whole section on patron demons that we'll probably talk about in the future episode as well. So, yeah. So this goes on and the demons, devils and spirits just kind of gives you four of these of these devils that they laid out. By the time you get to the next article, the possessors they start going a little more in depth on the hierarchies of hell and the throne of hell, which is interesting. And they give you essentially these demons that possess others. Now I'm a huge fan of like, when it comes to horror, one of my favorite genres of horror is like exorcism films. I love that. I like the exorcist and, and, and like movies like exorcism of Emily Rose or anything that's along those lines where you got the priest trying to cast out the demons. Right. <laughs> I gone. love those. These <laughs> are great. The next one that we looked at here is the Apollyon and that's from Greek. And oddly enough, that it's referenced in the Bible and scripture is in revelations. Oh, that's in revelations. Okay. I was not familiar with this reference. Yeah. So the Apollyon, are, and I'm reading this directly from the Dragon Mag right now. The Apollyon are servants of death. They number 15, each indistinguishable from the other. And Apollyon appears as a 10-foot-tall giant humanoid covered with gray, scaly skin. It is hairless and sexless. Ivory flings protrude from its mouth. Its fingers end in adamantine ebony talons. Its eyes glow like smoldering coals. 
two huge bat-like wings grow out of its back. And then they have a death ray from their eyes that causes one to a hundred points of damage. So I'm assuming we're just rolling percentile and you could, you could get pretty bad. You could get fried real quick by the Apollyon. Oh yeah. Now, and you have a bleed out damage on this one as well too, if you get wounded, which is pretty, pretty rough. <laughs> well, it's less of a bleed out and more of a continuous, uh, continuous pain, I guess, or continuous damage you take. Correct. But, in addition to the six 1d6 points of damage with the initial claw hit, the wound will bleed. I guess it is bleeding for 1d1 to 4 points until healed or the polymer yep. is applied. Now, what it says in the scripture in Revelations 9:11. Let me grab my glasses again for this one. Because these are these little scriptures are a little hard to read without them for me. <laughs> this this is uh this is the, the, they're talking about all kinds of angels. The fifth angel blew his trumpet. I saw the star fall, and then fast forward to where they actually mention it. In appearance, the locusts were like horses prepared for battle. On their heads were what looked like crowns of gold. Their faces were like human faces. Their hair like women's hair. Their teeth like lion's teeth. They had breastplates like breastplates of iron. And the noise of their wings was like the noise of the many chariots with horses rushing into battle. They have tails and stings like scorpions and their power to hurt people for five months is in their tails. So that continued damage kind of is taken from here. They have as kings over them, the angel of the bottomless pit. His name in Hebrew is Abaddon and in Greek, he is called Apollyon. So that's uh, kind of the reference here. And it goes on. There's multiple angels that they re reference in that. I'd, I'd really like to go through. I've got yeah, stuff going on in the Old Testament and Revelation when it comes to demons and angels. You have books like the Lesser Key of Solomon and the Greater Key of Solomon that expands on demons and angels. I think at some point in time in the very near future, I want to start looking into more demons and more biblical and occultic references kind of to some of these demons i looked in the greater key of solomon briefly in the lesser key of solomon trying to see if there was anything in there that referenced them specifically i don't know if there is or not it was hard for me to find something by name but i know that sometimes the names shift and change depending on what source you go to uh, that's very true i mean i have the gnostic text somewhere around the house that i probably should read through at some point but I just don't have the capacity to read through religious texts. <laughs> they, they tend to piss me off. <laughs> well, the thing is like a lot of times you can look up reference for specific places you're looking for and kind of find what you're looking for. So I haven't happened to read an entire book. I have read the Bible all the way through more than once, believe it or not. <laughs> I, I have not. <laughs> Aspirin from the Latin asper, rough, bitter, harsh, particularly in the sense of exasperation. So aspirin, they look a little bit like gremlins. <laughs> yeah, there's sort of super imps, it says here. Right. Like light and annoying any creature near them and frustrating others and torturing them mentally. They are not actively evil. Whatever physical harm they do is usually accidental. So that's the aspirin. The fourth one and the final one that I'm excited about talking about is, the. so let's see if we can pronounce this feller. Hakamuli? H-A-C-A-M-U-L-I? Yeah, when I saw this first, I thought it was a homunculi, but I don't know if it's the same or not. No, it's this is a horse. Um, Hakamuli is one of the messengers of Orcus. He appears as a pale, gaunt horse with hazy black eyes. Flies crawl over his mangy, sore-infested body. By gazing into a victim's eye, Hamunculi 
drains three life levels, save versus death, with appropriate changes in hit points and skill level if the player character does not make his savings throw. So this is a messenger and, and, and a servant of Orcus himself, the, the demon prince of the undead. And yeah, you don't want to mess with this thing. Its armor class is at zero, so to hit armor class zero, because this is still early on, you know. It's going to be like a 20. <laughs> yeah, you got to hit him pretty pretty good. But uh, did you see what happens if his hoof hits your armor? What happens if his hoof hits your armor? I think I forgot. This is going to grate in a shower of rust. Yeah, so these... These are not ones you want to mess with. Did you take a look at the Possessors article much? The Possessors? I skimmed through it. So, yeah, the Possessors is interesting because it just kind of is more demons. And these are the demons that are actually doing the possession. And it gives you some rules on doing the exorcisms and stuff like that. And who would, how long they would, like how they can, how long it takes them to take possession of somebody. And there are a few different ones in here. I'd like to see if I can find, like, I haven't been able to find the reference to Selm yet. Selm is the Prince of Possessors. What is interesting is they have a really good intro here to what's going on in hell. Right. And they, they do mention the word Satan. So this is yeah. before the satanic panic. So it's clear there's words about Satan, Beelzebub, Asmodeus, and all the usual suspects. Hell raged around the crag-faced mountaintop, bringing down monstrous strokes of white lightning from the cloudy black sky. The air was choked and stifled with the smell of brimstone and the terrible cries of the abyss. Plutonian mists encircled the base of the great mountain, and at the peak there was carved a throne of bone. The throne was hellishly ornated, with red rubies and blue diamonds, all set into the bleached white bone of the royal seat. Upon it sat the ruler of the domain, Satan, Lord of Hell. Satan pondered the evils he had done and the things he had wrought. For uncounted months, he had set upon the bony throne, his contemplations continually returning to his experiments in the loathsome pits of the everlasting fire. And it goes on to tell how Satan is absurd, uh, like, 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 like over the throne is overthrown by other, I guess, demons, devils, whatever. Um, and it's interesting. They kind of name, I think one is Asmodeus, I believe. I don't see it exactly here. I don't want to keep on reading through every single word to grab it. But I think that's something we'll get into in a future episode as well. We might deconstruct more of the devils and the hierarchies of hell. Uh, there's more of the hierarchies of hell that exists in this issue, but we're coming pretty close to time right now. Yep. So we'll come back and talk about this article of the possessors at a future podcast. And we'll talk. And I'd like to, I'd like to get more into demons and devils because I think it's fascinating and neat and frightening and fun things to put in the game. So if you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, please give us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can find us on Facebook. Just search Wobblies and Wizards. We're pretty active there. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at LogarHaleCrom. You can support us on Patreon. Any support you can give us would be greatly appreciated. Patreon.com backslash Wobbliesandwizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling. Yeah, may your clerics roll high under blessed spells in these situations.